you're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Mottier, and I'm here today with Leanne Chesco from Demon Base. How are you, Leanne? I'm doing very well, thank you, Ray. Good. So today we will be talking about operationalizing ABM with intent data. But before we go into details, can you please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us more about you and your role at Demon Base? Yeah, sure. So I've been a career-long B2B marketer. I've been at Demand Base just coming up for three years. I was actually a customer of Demand Bases before I joined, and I've been practicing account-based marketing close to five years now. But my role at Demand Base is it's a bit of everything. So I, I am the only international marketer that covers EMEA marketing. So I have everything. I'm involved in everything from pipeline generation to event management to PR, branding, awareness. And I do a lot of what we call marketer to marketer meetings. So I actually work with a lot of our customers post event to actually go in and help them figure out how to operationalize ABM within their organizations and how they get started and through to prospects as well. So teaching them about, you know, what is account-based marketing, what are the benefits, how they get started, and also running our certification program as well. So making sure that people really understand, you know, the strategy of ABM and, and how that can work within their organization before that technology purchase. So I get involved in a variety of different aspects at Demand Base. Okay. Well, that sounds very, very interesting. And definitely, I can, I can already feel that there is a lot of experience and probably lots of great stories that you may have to share with us today. So ABM is still a very hot topic in the industry. And we often hear about companies who are struggling to imp- implement ABM programs or give up in ABM program. And it's often through the, the difficulties of aligning marketing, sales development, business development, and getting everybody to work together in, in some sort of a unison to get the IBM approach perfect. So the first question that I've got for you is, how can companies make sure that all departments are aligned to the program and pursuing, pursuing the same goals? Yeah, and, that, and that's definitely something that is really common in what we hear. It's about getting that organizational alignment around ABM and getting everybody on the same page. Um, It's definitely a common challenge for a lot of our clients and and prospects as well. And it's really, there's a couple of key steps really to take to ensure that you're going to have a successful ABM program or successful ABM initiatives at your company. And it's really making sure that you're setting expectations. And that first, firstly starts with simplifying your approach. So you want to be able to connect your target accounts to revenue because at the end of the day, ABM is all about, you know, marketing to those accounts that have the highest propensity to buy. You know, it's it's enabling marketers to identify and target those accounts that are going to matter most. Once you've got that kind of idea in terms of the right accounts to target, the next key step is really knowing who's on your team and actually building that, you know, ABM leadership alliance team or whatever you may call it but that's actually made up of a number of different functions so it's not just sales and marketing they'll definitely be on that team but it will be sales and marketing plus operations to make sure that um, you've actually got the right you know technology in place or that your existing technology is going to be able to report on an account level your customer success team as well that's really key because you might want to 
start with your customers first sure. as your first kind of an ABM program. So making sure that you're working closely with your customer success team and also your finance team as well. And they're really going to help you figure out your kind of pipeline goals based on your current close rates at your organization, but things like your average deal size, how long your sales cycle is, and that's going to help you figure out how many target accounts you need based on those close rates um, for each of your sales reps as well. So having those five key departments and, and leaders from those departments is really key to success. Okay. And from your experience, which one of those functions tends to be the most difficult to get interest from or to get on site? I think generally it's the sales team and because that they seem to be the ones that are for a couple of reasons. So that they are very driven um, historically on, on leads and volume of leads. So, you know, we've got to have as many leads as we can to, to fill the top of the funnel and start filling their pipeline. So obviously in, in an account-based marketing world, that number of leads is actually going to be less. Because you're focusing on fewer accounts, there's going to be less leads, but the leads that you're actually giving your sales team are going to be more qualified. They're going to be a better fit for your company. They're going to be showing those buying signals and therefore they've got a much higher chance of actually closing that. So I think that was that's one of the reasons there. It may be that a salesperson's been involved in an ABM program either at that company before or at a previous company and hasn't had a good experience as well. So you'll definitely get the most kind of naysayers in the sales team. So my advice to that is, you know, if you get somebody that really isn't bought into ABM, pick the sales team members that are more bought into it and maybe have a pilot program um, and test it with those folks. And then once you start seeing success, as we know, salespeople are naturally very competitive. So they see somebody else having success and they're going to want a piece of that pie as well. Yeah, and that makes sense. We, we often see that as well, even for our services, where we, we may want to pick a, a couple of salespeople first, people that really understand the value we can deliver and embrace it, but also understand that they will be not just a, a spectator of what's happening, but someone that will need to contribute and support us in doing what we need. So, you know, uh, it's a contributor rather than just someone who is looking at the action. So Absolutely. I completely appreciate what you're saying. And I guess that was a leading question because I saw you would come up with sales. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a lot of actions, elements, and, you know, some from different type of uh, sites, sorts, and tactical strategy that can be part of an, an ABM campaign. So it's a lot of little cogs and bigger cogs getting all together to actually make yeah. it work. Um, so... I guess I've got a double type of question for you here, which is what does a successful ABM campaign looks like? And also, could you please share some example of, of that with our audience? Yeah, so I think that there's lots of different kind of successes as well. And it, and it really depends on, I suppose, what the overall objective of the ABM program is for a company. So it may be that you're starting with your customers as your first kind of segment and you want to test an ABM campaign with them. So the, the company objective might be around you know, increasing your net retention rates uh, or perhaps things like your net promoter score, you know, overall customer satisfaction. So we mm-hmm. see a lot of our customers actually start with their clients first because they, they know those, those accounts, they've got existing relationships with those accounts. And they're, they're putting more kind of emphasis into making sure that their customers are happy. So I think just 
from an ABM standpoint, that would be things like, you know, increasing the communication, making it more personalized based on potentially if there's, you know, a renewal coming up, just checking in, working with your customer success team, making sure that customer is set up for success. It might even be, you know, what from once they're a new customer, making sure that that customer onboarding experience is is really positive. So it might be that you send them a gift. So at demand base, this is what we actually do with our with our own customers. We send them a, send them a nice little welcome gift. They'll have certain emails from their customer success team welcoming them them on board and making sure that they've got access to all of the right product information and training. We also offer an ABM certification. So that makes sure that people have got their kind of ABM strategy in place for so that they know kind of what their their key goals are aligned around. And then just those regular check-ins throughout the year. It's not just, oh, you know, this customer is going to renew in two months, right? Let's make sure that we start calling them and having meetings. It's that regular cadence with them and even inviting them to things like VIP events or maybe you have like a customer drinks dinner or customer dinner and drinks throughout the year. So I think that that those kinds of things really, really help as well. Um, It's just showing them a bit of love, essentially. Okay. So, yeah, so it's basically almost like a a multi-touch type of nurturing approach of your existing customers and making sure that you involve them, that you give them a platform to speak to you. Absolutely. And then I think from a a prospect perspective, it's really about kind of engaging them at the right time in the buyer journey. And you can use intent data to do that. And I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on. But I think it's just about, you know, identifying those right accounts that are showing those intent signals and engaging them with content that's relevant to them. So if they're looking or researching on a particular keyword, you would get insight into that if you're using intent-based technology. And then it's giving them content that's related to that as well. So making sure that you've got those you know, multi-touch points again throughout that sales cycle. And it's and it's getting that information that you're getting as a marketeer through that intent data in the hands of your sales team and your SDR team as well. So you're actually guiding them to say from an account selection perspective, you know, these are the accounts that are showing these buying signals. So these are the ones that you should be focusing on. But actually, Aside of that, once you've started to engage with them, it's it's then keeping the, the sales team involved in that sales cycle and saying, well, this is where they're showing, you know, that they're looking at keywords on this, the activity that they're showing on our website, but also off our website. We can understand all of that so that their outreach becomes much more personalized as well. And they're hitting them at the right time in the buying cycle. Mm-hmm. So let's speak about intent data now, actually. I think it's, it's a good, fantastic bridge to my next question. So our experience with intent data, we, we just think is absolutely fantastic, you know, uh, because we are in the business of prospecting, a part of our business, but everything that we do is around prospecting, but a good part of what we do is around prospecting. And when you are prospecting with people who are actually in the process of looking for something, mm-hmm. it's much easier. It's much yeah. easier and you can get better return and all that. However, we've seen not some reticence, but I guess you know, it's, it's kind of a rich person problem. And when you get all those tools in your arsenal, such as intent data and other bits and pieces for your ABM approach, we still see internal teams sometimes complaining and say, oh yeah, well, you know, I've got information from intent data, but I was not really the right person, et cetera, et cetera, which is, which is driving us insane because, you know, if at least you know that something is going on, do your job, turn that into a detective mode 
type of approach. Go and find the right people. You know who the right person that would be. Just go and speak to them. If you had something is going on, someone is researching, someone is using your keywords, consuming your keywords, looking at your competition, do something. Don't just wait for marketing to give you the perfect MQL or, or don't even don't wait for demand base to actually sell for you because ultimately I think if that's the case, you don't need either a BDR team or a sales team, you know, and marketing would close the deal directly. So that's a long introduction to my next question, which is around the, I guess if I was to, to get each other, I'd say, how can you operationalize ABM successfully using intent data and get people to join the dots between the different elements of information that you will provide them and, and scale that up? Yeah, so I think that there's a couple of different ways that marketing teams are using intent data today. So it goes back to the, to the earlier points that I made around starting at that identification of those best target accounts. Um, so initially, it's helping uh, that marketing team work with sales to say, OK, you've given, up, given us your target account list. So that's one one aspect. But actually, are they show, are they showing any buying signals? What, what does the intent data look like if, if they're showing any at all? But it will also help surface additional accounts that weren't on their target account list, but meet your ideal customer profile. So it gives them the best target accounts to actually target. And then you can actually target the real buying team as well. So we know at Demandbase that we're targeting, you know, marketeers. So I think most organizations are going to know kind of what job functions and job roles make up that buying committee. So you're actually then getting that intent data. And I think a great way of operationalizing it is actually making sure that that data is is actionable. So you're getting that intent data, but what is the next steps? So you would look at, okay, what are those accounts currently doing across my website? Are they even visiting my website at all? For those that are not, then the next best step for that would be actually, let's put those accounts into an account-based advertising campaign. And we just want to target those high intent users that are searching on those keywords with you know um, relevant messaging that's going to hit them at that stage in the buying cycle. And it's going to be uh, delivered to them in contextually relevant places. So if we're targeting a financial services company, as an example, we're going to put our adverts on, you know, financial times so that those folks that are looking in those areas are going to be served with with those ads. And then once we actually get them back to our website, we just want to make sure that that experience is really personalized to them. You know, you might have a ton of great content. You might have some lots of, you know, industry specific content. But if people actually have to search for that when they come to your website, what we see happen more often than not is people get frustrated because they can't find the content within a a few kind of seconds, and then they'll leave your website. So it's actually utilizing things such as that intent data, but alongside IP recognition technology to actually identify that it's a financial services account that's coming to your website so that when they hit the homepage, they're actually greeted with financial services messaging. It might be some imagery that's related to financial services or a specific white paper or a case study that's going to you know, talk to their kind of needs as well. So I think calling that out and just getting a better experience for that account, it's much more likely to get them to that form fill stage, which is where they then you know, identify themselves to you as an individual and they give you that consent and your sales team can follow up with that person. But before they're actually getting to that form fill stage, it's just making sure that you're giving those buying signals to your sales team so you can actually share these are the specific 
keywords that they're searching on. This is the specific content that they're consuming on and off our website. And this is how they're engaging with our ads as well. But we can actually work with our sales team to make sure that the minute that account comes to our website, they're actually getting notifications in real time. And we're delivering that where the sales team are actually working. So we're not expecting them to log into the demand-based platform. We're actually, you know, we know salespeople are pretty lazy by nature and they need a lot of spoon feeding. So we'll actually deliver that through their email account through Slack, which we use as our as our chat tool and directly into their Salesforce instance at that account level. So they're getting that insight actually where they're working, then they can do that outreach themselves or perhaps work with their SDR to do that outreach and, and put together a you know a nice email that's personalized or perhaps pick up the phone and have that conversation. Okay, well, that sounds very, very powerful. So thanks for that, Leanne, and I really appreciate your time and insight today on the, the different questions I asked you. Now, if anyone wants to connect with you, learn more about Demand Base, pick your brain up around a specific subject matter related to intent data or ABM, what is the best way to get hold of you? Yeah, so a couple of different channels. I'm pretty active across social media. So I do have a Twitter account as well. So it's Leanne Moyer, M-O-I-R-8-4. That's my Twitter handle. Or you can find me at LinkedIn, which is just to confuse people in my married name. So Leanne Chesco. Or they can email me through my demand-based email, which is lchesco at demandbase.com. And I'll be happy to answer any questions you may have around ABM, intent data, anything like that. Well, that's great. Many thanks once again, Leanne. It was great to have you today on the show. Great. Thank you. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.